Welcome everybody to another Angry Wargamer podcast. I am your host, Jason, the Angry Wargamer, and tonight it's just me and Drew. So, yeah. What's going on? Um, we got a shit ton of stuff to talk about today. Uh, last week was like, I don't know, I don't know, but today, today we got everything. <laughs> um, I don't know. Let's start with the like whatever our week thing is, like our updates. Let's get those out of the way. Then we'll move into the meaty stuff. Uh, just working for me. I ended up uh, grabbing some. Um, there's a company called uh, Matrix. Uh, they make uh, 3D printed uh, Transformers accessories. It's called Matrix Workshop. And uh, I was getting some upgrades for some of my uh, my collection. So that's cool. I ended up finally finding a couple of three packs of uh, Time Spiral Remastered over at uh, a Target near me. Pulled some good stuff out of there, and I even got something out of one of the uh, uh, collector's boosters as well. So, yeah, not bad. Overall, paid the, the packs paid for themselves. Nice. I um, didn't get any Magic cards until this morning. <laughs> after i said i wasn't gonna order any i had a big big sam's club run so <clears throat> i was gonna put it off and then i was like no i need something so i spent like 50 bucks on cards um what else did i do i picked up the new uh release of the the adeptus mechanicus with the combat patrol box uh for nick my son and um i read through some of his codex and i'm like what the fuck <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> so I'm trying to figure it out before he figures it out, just so I have an idea of what the hell he's doing. Um, but I literally handed him the codex and I said, good luck. <laughs> and walked away. <laughs> so it's some cool stuff. They took the knights out of the codex um, because there is a knight's codex, but um, they updated everything, like all the new mini miniatures that they released and everything's in this codex. And it, it looks really nice. So once I get a chance to go read through it, I will. But uh, I'm just looking at stats and doing math stuff in my head. So there's that. What else did I do? I think that's about it. I basically told my son I'm painting his army for him and he can just worry about list building. So. Um, guy came to pick up his commission today. And now I'm looking to spend that money already. <laughs> Even though in my head, I'm like, I should just sit on it. Just sit on it. Just sit on it. But eh, who knows? We'll figure this out. Um, Yeah. Where should we start? There's just so much stuff. I guess. OK, we'll start with the big. We'll start with the big one of. Well, one of the big ones. Fuck, I can't, here's what? One, two, three. Four, four-ish topics that are pretty big. Anyway, let's start with the Amazon buying MGM for $8.45 billion. That sounds like a good one. So, sounds like a plan. I know, right? I'm just going to read this article. This article is from The Verge. Um, I'll read the article and I'll give my thoughts on it, I guess. And you too. Let me give you a thoughts on it too. Uh, this article is written May 26th. Oh, we're so early. 
Uh, it is Saturday, May 29th. So, three days ago. <laughs> it was breaking news when I found the article, but we don't do the podcast until the weekend. So, you know, it is what it is. We already heard this too bad. <laughs> so Amazon has reached a deal to acquire the film and TV company MGM for $8.45 billion. The company's announced today. Oh, the company's announced today. Okay. Uh, it's a significant acquisition for the e-commerce giant, and it means that it, it will own a library of content that is reported to consist of 4,000 film titles and 17,000 hours of TV. MGM owns the rights to Stargate, if you're wondering. <laughs> the acquisition is likely to help Amazon attract even more big spending Prime subscribers as its Prime video service competes with the likes of Netflix and Disney+. Plus. Why do they always skip over Hulu? Does everybody just forget about Hulu? I mean, I, okay, well, I guess Disney owns Hulu, I guess. So. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, yeah. No, no, there's actually a reason for that. Yeah, yeah. Disney Plus is doing some big stuff, too. I'll, I'll get into that after this. But uh, MGM is perhaps most notable for being a, the Hollywood studio behind the James Bond and Rocky franchise. Oh, shit, I forgot they own James Bond. That's amazing. Okay. Uh, but its library runs the gamut from the classic films like Twi uh, 12 Angry Men to modern TV shows like The Handmaid's Tale and Vikings. MGM's library also includes unscripted TV shows like The Voice, Shark Tank. Ooh. Ooh. Amazon says the acquisition will provide customers with greater access to MGM works and empower the studio to continue uh, its great storytelling. The real financial value behind this deal is the treasure trove of IP and the deep catalog that uh, we plan to reimagine and develop together with MGM's talent team. Mike Hopkins, senior vice president of Prime Video and Amazon Studios, said that said in a statement, it's very exciting and provides so many opportunities for high quality storytelling. Amazon's media business so far has so far been a relatively small part of the overall empire, although it still spends billions on content each year. A substantial portion of Prime subscribers make use of the included free Prime video streaming of the 200 million plus people worldwide. Jesus, fuck, there's that many people? 200 million plus people worldwide who are currently subscribed to Amazon Prime. Over 175 million streamed video last year, adding thousands more films and TV shows could be a boon of for both figures. Damn. 200 million subscribers, 175 million of them streamed something last year. That's insane. Okay. 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 Reports of Amazon's possible acquisition of MGM first emerged mid-May. Variety reported that the deal was being negotiated by Hopkins. The Wall Street Journal reported on May 24th that Amazon was nearing the deal to buy MGM. MGM is currently owned by a collection of private equity firms, including Anchorage Capital Group, Highland Capital Management, Solus Alternative Asset Management. Sounds like all the hedge fund people. Reports that MGM was up for sale emerged last December. They had filed bankruptcy last year, too, I think. The sale of MGM comes during a period of Hollywood... Consolidation as companies attempt to beef up their content libraries to compete with Netflix and Disney. AT&T recently spun out its media business, Warner Media, 
to merge it with TV company Discovery, creating the world's second largest media firm by revenue outside of Disney. Both companies have their own streaming service, HBO Max and Discovery Plus, raising the possibility for them being combined into a single, more substantial service. And that's the article. Interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. Two big takeaways from that, or really the amount of things that they own now. The other thing is, is that um, I watched a video uh, from Colbert where he was saying that MGM owns the outtakes to The Apprentice, where Trump said a whole bunch of crazy stuff. So it's funny that Bezos now owns those tapes. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I mean, so Amazon was doing Thursday night football, so they already got an NFL deal. Um, I used I was watching I watch stuff on Amazon Prime Video all the time because I figure if I pay for Prime, I might as well use it. Um, I mean, it's free at that point because I really only have Prime for the free shipping. So I, I mean, this is great for them. I don't see a downside to this. Everyone's like, I can't believe like there's no. Um, what's it called? Fuck. I mean, no monopoly, like the government didn't get involved for monopoly issues. But if there's three or four other like there's now three. Other major companies like it's not a monopoly. They're all fighting to share shit. Because it's what they just said. As long as they keep sharing stuff, I can see that, you know, remaining pretty solvent. So Dude, you don't even thing. need me and me and the wife were talking about getting rid of all of our getting rid of our TV service and just using our subscription services because we pay for Netflix. We pay for Disney Plus, you know, with the Hulu. And I already have the prime. I already have all three of them and every we don't watch live fucking TV anymore. In fact, fucking my kid mostly watches YouTube and Prime Video with the Disney Plus tossed in. So it's like <laughs> we, people don't even need real TV anymore. They can get all their shit through their services. Pretty much. Yeah, this is a huge deal. Anyway, go. So going back to the Disney Plus thing, Disney Plus. I don't know if you know this. Did you know they put the um, they put up have a new miniseries like the Mandalorian? But. It's with uh, clone troopers. Yeah, it's called the Bad Batch. I've Bad heard Batch. of it. Yeah, I just found out about it, and it's got only five episodes. So I might give it a shot because it's not- oh, and they added all the remember the old Ewok cartoons. Yeah, they added all of those to the streaming service too. Oh jeez. Yeah. So if you want to go down some Star Wars nostalgia, there you go, friends. <laughs> That's where I was going with that one. <laughs> um, I, th- I swear MGM, by the sounds of this, the private equity firms, what happens when they pick up a company is they tank the company to get rid of its assets. But it looks like they may have filed bankruptcy and then sold it for m- more than it's probably worth. That's crazy to me. That is pretty wild. $8.45 billion. Damn! Now you get all the Bond films on Bond films. You get all the Stargates. 
Handmaid's Tale, which I think was already on that. I can't, I, Kayla's, I think so, yeah. The wife's watching that. I just don't know what she's watching it on. And I never saw Vikings, so. I want to say Handmaid's Tale is on... Fuck, is that on Netflix? I think it's on Netflix. Yeah, well, that's coming off Netflix. <laughs> I'm just, whatever that deals up, that's coming off Netflix, for sure. <laughs> Man, Amazon's just a fucking monster right now. It's so hard to, like... So, I try to avoid ordering anything on Amazon as much as I possibly can. The things I've been ordering lately have been, like, furniture stuff. Like, I needed coat hangers. Like, not coat hangers, like a, a coat rack thing. Um, and, sh- and, like, shelves that, like, I couldn't get at, like, Home Depot. Like, they just didn't have the ones I needed. But then I, I like, for hobby stuff, I've had to order hobby stuff now, too, because I went to Hobby Town, and they didn't even have the flocking I need. They had every other color except for the one I needed. And I'm just like, can I order this through you? And they straight up told me no. And I was like, oh. And then I asked them about Perfect Grade Gundams because they had they have a huge Gundam. This Hobby Town has a huge Gundam section. And um, they're like, no, we don't have any. I was like, well, can I special order one? And they're like, no. I was like, oh, what can I do then? <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck. I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking to the wrong person. And I just grabbed some kid that just didn't know how to do it. So. I could see that. Sure. Yep, yep. So there's that. Amazon buys MGM for a shit ton of money, and I don't know. I'm excited. As much as I hate Amazon, I'm still excited for it because, like I said, I use the streaming service. I actually watch the Thursday night football during the football season on that instead of watching it on TV because, I don't know, the app on the phone, I guess. Even though I have the streaming app for Comcast. So, I don't know. It's still cool. Um, All right. We could roll three things into one and make it one huge fucking topic. So, uh, yesterday, not yesterday, two days ago. Hmm. Maybe the same day as the Amazon announcement. Uh, they released the Diamond and Pearl um, like trailers with the date of November 19th and the pre-order. Like, you can pre-order now for it. I'm getting it. I'm excited. It's fucking Pokemon. The trailers don't look that bad. They literally, all they did is upgrade graphics. And uh, my kid brought up a good point, is these newer people that couldn't, that can't get it for the DS now or never got to play it for the DS are now able to play it on the Switch. So for new players, fucking amazing because there's always new Pokemon players, especially with all the Pokemon hype in the last year. And then there's me who will buy every Pokemon game that comes out. And Lando and Drew can go bite themselves. <laughs> oh, no. Keep talking about me like I'm not here, motherfucker. <laughs> you you win. Lando both said you're not buying it. So you guys can go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm not buying it because I just don't give a fuck anymore. And that's in general. Like, video games really have kind of just been kind of meh for me lately. It's not specific to Pokemon. I bought yeah. it in, in, in Pokemon Sword, and I enjoyed it in all the DLC. So yeah. you can go eat my ass. 
Uh, by the way, I finally beat that. I t- I beat that Phantom in um, Bravery Default, and I started to go further. And I was like, "Wait, I cannot go to this last town until I get that Alchemist that you talked about last time and level up a little bit." And dude, leveling up like fucking sucks right now, and I don't know why. And I'm thinking, I'm like, man, I should just finish off the fucking story. <laughs> Maybe I'll level that way. So I was definitely under level because I gained three levels fighting the phantom and like four job levels for some like not like for some of the characters. Like I almost maxed out the defender and all I needed was the reprisal and something else from them. But yeah, it took me an hour to beat that (laughs) beat that fight. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah, it was fun. I I didn't have to use the fun thing is is like I didn't really have to use any of my like resources. It was all class. So the only thing I had to do, like I think I used two Phoenix down in in a whole hour. Well that's not bad. No, because dude, I'm telling you, the the, the class the was it white mage um fuck's the other the spirit master. Spirit master white mage. Like if you max out Spirit Master and you take White Mage as the second is your second job title, dude, that class is so fucking broken. <laughs> you don't have to heal. You don't need to use Ether a whole lot. You you get make sure you get the MP saver, the MP regen, and all that other shit, dude. It it removes status effects. It fucking heals you and it gives you MP back at the end of the round. I'm just like, what is going on? <laughs> The only thing, yeah, it does. Especially, when you master, especially when you master that job class, yeah, that that particular one, it's very difficult to go down in any normal fight when you have all of those buffs on you. Even in the boss fight, it was hard to go down. The only reason I went down is because I was under level. <laughs> so no, that was that was just fucking insane. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. So. I guess I'm going to finish. I got to I keep telling myself I'm going to finish. it. I'm going to finish it. I'm going to finish it. I do play a little bit every night um, at this point. I haven't really focused on it during the day, but um, like I said, leveling right now for some reason is really hard. Like I'm out leveled the area that I'm in, but like the next like little dungeon area I go to, I'm under leveled for. So it's like I can't complete these quests because I'm too under level. So now I either need to go back and then come back to it later or something. I don't know. So I'm thinking I'm just going to continue the story and see what happens. I have one more village left that I know of out of the three that you save. Um, So, yeah, I'll finish that. I'll probably do it tomorrow. Fuck it. Why not? I'll focus on it tomorrow. I'm gonna, I'm, I really want to get that. I want to have like a whole episode where we just fucking geek out over this game. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited. Like you've been like waiting for me and I'm just like still playing through it, <laughs> but I played it on a way harder, diff- like on a hard difficulty and I'm trying to do stuff too quick now. So I'm like, I need to slow down, but I need to like speed up. Oh man, it's so fucked. All right. Um, going along with Nintendo. Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Oh, in the fourth gen art reveal. So the fourth gen art reveal got happened. They released another trailer for Arceus. Um, I still think it looks good. It's got that weird like Breath of the Vi- of Breath of the Wild feel to it, but it's it's Pokemon. Does that make sense? That's what most people were were saying. 
I don't know how that's going to translate. I hope they manage to, you know, do what they want with it. If because a lot of people, obviously, speculation is always wild on these things. It sounds like they want to. That people are thinking this is their stepping point to seeing if something like mm. a greater Pokemon game multiplayer experience is possible using this as kind of a springboard to see how people feel about it. I think it the wild area like it's a test run. I think the wild area was their test run. This game feels they want to push the engine, I think, is what they're doing. They want to they want to push the engine while keeping some of their stuff together still because technically they can do a wild area in this game. It looks like they could. But to do a complete open world MMO, I don't think Pokemon's there yet. I don't I don't think Game Freak's there yet. I don't know. I'm but, uh, I'm on the fence with it, especially with stuff like uh, with with uh, Arceus coming out. I'm not I'm not 100 percent at this point. Yeah, like I said, this definitely feels much more experimental. But it's definitely but that's the reason why they paired it with uh, the fourth gen re-release or the fourth gen uh, remake release, as it were, remake. Yeah. So I the more the more and more I hear about Arceus, and the closer we get to 2022 when it's supposed to be released the less hype i'm getting is that weird interesting that is kind of weird i know i'm still gonna get it like i know i'm still gonna buy it because that's just what i do but i'm less hype for it and i'm afraid that once the game comes out like my expectations might be too high or might be too low at this point and then i might like then i won't see things like as they should be seen but because no, I'm a I Pokemon totally fan, like I want to be objective about it, but I still want to like geek out a little bit. But I don't want to like put the bar too low and then completely geek out over everything and then not see the faults in it. Like for me, it was hard to get like it was hard to see a lot of the faults for Sword and Shield, but a lot of the faults were like dumb ones, like not a full Pokedex. Ooh, <laughs> like I thought that was a good thing in my in my opinion, but um. But then when the second when the first DLC dropped, I was pretty objective with it. Like it was short. It was like a short DLC. The story was meh and the island wasn't that exciting. But the third DLC when it dropped or the second DLC when it dropped, I was super excited about it. The area looked cool. The story was a lot better. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm hoping Arceus has a strong start and doesn't flop. Because if I have a hard time getting into the game and I feel like I'm forcing myself to play the game, I'm probably not going to complete whatever decks they want me to complete. Well, I mean, considering I've only completed in the in my entire gaming history of Pokemon, I've only ever completed two decks. And that was with Pokemon Sun and then with uh, Pokemon Sword and Sword. And that was it. Like I, think, I wasn't, I, had I wasn't X, going any further. Yeah, I had XY complete, and I had Sun and Moon, and then Sword and Shield. Yeah, because so I've only had one more than you. But like after the Elite Four, if you're not getting in competitive, and the only reason I finished XYs is because I was getting into the competitive. <laughs> so, but I never finished Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphires. I didn't even get all the legends in that game. <laughs> 
Well, that game I was looking forward to because Gen 3 was one of my favorites. Yeah. I apparently am in the minority in that, but whatever. I enjoyed I liked, it and I thought what they offered was fucking beautiful. I liked that game. I just got tired of chasing the portals. That's all. Makes sense. So. Yep. Pokemon, 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 people. Get on the train or get the fuck off. <laughs> we should start our own Pokemon Crypto. <laughs> And then get sued by Nintendo. <laughs> it would be there's likely going to be NFTs of that before they're actually a Poke Crypto. I don't think Nintendo will go that far. Digimon might. I don't think Nintendo, Nintendo and Pokemon will go that far. Um, speaking of Nintendo, the Switch Pro rumors. So we've kind of like talked about it before, like oh, there's going to be a new one. They should go. They should make a new one. The rumors are getting stronger. Um, we have an article from Screen Rant here. It says Nintendo Switch Pro rumored to be revealed before E3 and launched this year. That's kind of exciting. If they launch it for Christmas. That'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> but they, you know what? If they're how are they building these these systems? If you know PlayStation and Xbox are having trouble finding chips. You think Nintendo's just stockpiling them until the release? Well, we'll see once they actually start rolling out uh, information. I don't want to make any assumptions. But a lot of people, yeah. that's why like when that kind of hype train shit starts to happen or like the rumor mill starts to start grinding again, I always get a little concerned about where that where that's going to end up leading as far as what it will end up being product because people get carried away with the rumors and then they get pissed off when reality doesn't, you know, bend to their fucking whim. Yeah. So this article was released three days ago. Apparently everything happened on the 26th and we found out, well, 26, 27th. Anyway, <laughs> uh, there are new reports stating that Nintendo plans to announce an upgraded switch console before E3 so that publishers can announce games at the show. The rumors about the upcoming Nintendo Switch Pro are heating up as the system will reportedly reveal, be revealed before E3 2021 and launch later this year. Numerous sources have reported that an upgraded version of the Nintendo Switch, which is something that has been expected since the console first launched in 2017. Dude, 2017, 2021, I can't believe it's fucking been five years already. That's insane. Yeah. The fucking Switch has held up for five years. Fuck, man. That's awesome. <laughs> the big three console manufacturers uh, have had vast success in the midst of cycle upgrades for their systems, such as the PlayStation 4 Pro and Xbox One X. Nintendo skipped with skipped this with the poorly selling Wii U, but the DS and 3DS line of systems had several revisions throughout the, their lifespan, which is true, and they released all of those special edition ones. The Switches had already has had two software revisions, of its with the switch light being a handheld only system, which is not true. It just, you can't take the joy cons off, but if you had another controller, you can definitely dock that thing. And the switch V who wrote this fucking article <laughs> and the switch version two with improved battery life, having been rolled out in 2019. See, I wish I would have grabbed that. I still have my original and my original still works fine, but I love the thing, but I should have probably picked up a version two. 
Anyway, <laughs> there have been rumors of a 4K-capable Nintendo Switch upgrade being in development, which has earned an unofficial moniker Nintendo Switch Pro. Now, I don't think the Switch needs to go to 4K. There's no game on it that would need to be played in 4K. None. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. And this here's here's my thought on this. They're gonna they could up the specs on it, but if if they're sticking with the, I think what they say most uh, console generations are seven years each. Yeah, they still have two years left of the regular Nintendo Switch. So if they end up doing what they did with the 3DS and doing a new 3DS style situation where they up the processor and maybe you know you know tweak the chipset a bit, whatever they end up doing, and going for the making a quote unquote Switch Pro. I don't see them going and, uh, you know, making it so that only they'll make a couple of hand, a handful of games for the Switch Pro that will only play on the Switch Pro. But everything else they have to remain compatible with, especially because with with um, people's salaries all over the fucking place, people aren't going to be able to buy this shit willy nilly. Yeah. The other thing is, too, is like outside of the third-party games like we're talking about like the crossover games like um what is it skyrim bioshock um outer worlds like stuff like that outside of those games no game on like no game nintendo has like you're not playing mario odyssey in 4k you're just not doing it right so it's like you either have to make updated games for that but like you said, nobody's going to be buying into that console if they already have one. Like I still, like I said, I still have my original. Like I still have my original, and my son has the Smash Brothers one, which is the probably the first hardware upgrade they did the year after. Or no, it might have been. It still might be an original one. So yeah, so like our hardware is still good for anything that's been coming out and still plays. The battery life, okay, a little low, but I'm not playing it that much where like if the battery dies like oh no i need to throw it on the dock and keep playing it no i just put it on the dock let it charge or if i'm playing it on the tv i just you know play until i'm done playing (laughs) so i like i don't know a 4k version no updated processor with quicker speeds okay cool um better air control so it cool so it doesn't get as hot which was a lot of the issues with the first gen ones was they were getting too hot and stuff was happening to them, like the bending and stuff, which mine has not done yet. Same um, here. And like, I guess the drifting software, like some of the drifting stuff, like if you upgrade the internals, like that's cool, like that's fine. But do you need to call it pro? Eh? Do you, do you really need 4K capabilities? Like, I don't, wouldn't want a beefier Switch. I would love to keep the Switch the way it is. Now, if it went the way of DS to 3DS, where you some, for some reason you got 3D capabilities on the Switch that I just never used <laughs> on the 3DS anyway, um, I guess that's cool. <laughs> but, yeah, they, they definitely upgraded hardware. If, if they wanted to go longer, definitely upgraded hardware. But as, as far as, like, games and stuff that are coming out for it, I think Nintendo's in a good spot. They, they, don't, need to, they don't need to push something that's not ready. They don't, need to, they don't need to, like, rush something out to the public. They can take their time. So, yeah. 
I don't I don't think uh, I don't think they need to do anything fancy. We'll Ugh. see what happens. Sponsor us, Nintendo. We love you. <laughs> I know people are clamoring for them for them to up, you know keep with the times with everyone else, but if you look at a lot of what's being offered in in this current, I guess I could say current generation, like I'm not impressed with anything being offered by Xbox or Sony at this point. Like none of it, none of it's worth buying into. The only reason I was buy, potentially buying into the Series S was because they had a, a buying program in place and I don't really give a fuck about um, you know physical ownership with like, regards to Xbox stuff like I'd be fine yeah. with like having a membership to uh, the, the, their their subscription service and just going from there but I mean I have uh, PlayStation Plus and I mean I barely fucking use that so yeah, at this point, I just collect the games <laughs> every month. <laughs> right. So. It, it, especially because the PS4 is out now, is out of circulation now, so it's a good time to pick up a lot of the stuff from that generation for cheaper, mm-hmm. especially with, like, GameStop. Oh, and they're a doing a huge companies. sale right now. They're doing a, like, 75% off sale right now. Like, you can pick up all the top titles right now for a pretty good price. Sexy. So... There's another update, I guess. <laughs> I'm sure, why not? I know, right? Oh, man. Yeah, maybe a design upgrade, maybe make it more ergonomic. I could see them doing some quality of life improvements over the system, but like I, like you said, nothing that's going to be like huge bells and whistles at this point. Yeah, they don't need to do anything flashy. I don't think they need to. If they do and it's fucking cool, then even better. I'll be super excited, but... I don't like the it, where they are. They don't have to do anything. <laughs> the 3ds. I don't even like. At at one point, I don't even remember them pushing the 3ds. People were just buying the stuff. Like that's how good the 3ds was. They would every well, like do- every like six months or so, they'd have some news like an uh, like special edition 3ds that came out. Yeah, and even after the switch came out the 3ds was still selling relatively well even though a lot of youtubers were still bitching about it. it's like what are they developing for it they should put all their power behind the, the the switch blah 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 it's like two things one the early adopt we're still in the at that point they were still in the early adopter stage for the switch yeah and they didn't need to to push any further than that and two they still had two different, three different versions of the new th- of the new 2DS they were trying to fucking sell, so they were more worried about making sure that the people who got access to that still had access to quality products. I have so, yeah, I have four 3DSs and a 2DS in my house. Yeah, that's how good the fucking systems are. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's it's crazy. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I technically I did the same thing with the Switch. I've got two Switches in my house, and if they announce like some upgrade, maybe I'll buy into this new one and I'll have three Switches in my house. <laughs> Do I See, need three? Problem, no. The problem I have with that is, is if I go through GameStop, likely they'll have a trade-in pro- uh, thing for uh, the regular Nintendo Switch. Yeah. My issue with that is, actually, I guess it doesn't really matter. No, I wouldn't. I, you to do that trade in though, I would have to transfer everything over to the new system. Um, they won't let you do. That's the problem. You'd have to purchase it first, 
Yeah. And then and then go uh, trade then, it back in. Then they would transfer and then give in the, the old system. Yep. But because of cloud saving and everything, uh, like other than a few games, most of your stuff's going to be saved on your SD card. And yep. as long as you log, as long as you switch ownership to this the new Switch, yep. the SD card should have all of your data on it. You'll, you might have to reinstall some games on it might be the worst you'd have to do. Right. Yep. That's what I'm thinking, too. It won't be as it won't be as difficult as the 3DS was to transfer stuff. Yeah, that thing was a pain in the ass. Yeah, that thing sucked. So, I mean, it still kind of works that way now with the switches. Um, but like you said, most of the stuff, all you're doing is really re-downloading your games because everything is on the eShop. Nothing's changing there. And then all your save files on the SD card should just transfer over. You shouldn't have to reformat it or anything. So, I don't know. I don't know. I still, honestly, I would keep my first gen one just to be like, that's my first gen one. <laughs> right. But that's just that's but just me. Really yeah, that's that's just that's just how I am though. I might trade in that Smash Brothers one. But that Smash Brothers one's kind of a problem because it's only that it's only downloaded on that system. I guess it wouldn't be a problem. Usually, when there's um, should be attached to the account. No, no, no. Um, usually, when that uh, when they have pre-downloaded games, there's usually a code with the box where you can buy it in the eShop so that it's in your account at that point. Hmm. I still have the box. I'll have to look at that. I might have done that, too. Um, oh, you mean to download the game? It gives you a code to download the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what happened. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Oh, man. Now I'm kind of thinking about buying another Switch. See what this does to me? I can't have a normal life. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Let's go into some of these trailers here. The Horizon 2 Forbidden... Uh, the fuck just happened? Horizon 2 Forbidden West trailer and the God of War reveal that happened. So I didn't watch the Horizon 2 Forbidden West. Uh, I'm going to go in out on a limb and say it's going to be amazing and... You know, it'll have all the things that we loved about the first Horizon 2 and extend out the story because, like, I didn't fucking watch it either. I put it on there because I assumed one of us would have ended up watching it in a fucking zero out of three. I apparently lost that bet. <laughs> no, because I didn't like the first Horizon, so... <laughs> Oh, fuck it's, me then. <laughs> I, did, I mean, it's not that I didn't like it. I just didn't play it and get into it. I, uh, I didn't. It wasn't a big thing for me. But the God of War one. Ho, ho, ho. This is my jam. <laughs> if you've been listening to us since the beginning and you hear me talk about God of War on the PlayStation and the whole Viking theme. Oh, man. Oh, fantastic. Good game. Mm, spicy. Chef's kiss. Go get it. <laughs> you haven't played it yet. Um, so God of War for the PS5 gets its official name uh, and new logo treatment. So what is this article? This art is from comingsoon.net, apparently. Nearly everyone assumed that the upcoming God of War PS5 game was called... 
that after Sony teased the Ragnarok is coming, and now we know officially the upcoming action games title, Sony's latest uh, investor relations document shows that the game is indeed called God of War Ragnarok. I'm super excited for this. <laughs> There's more exciting tidbit that in the latest entry is in Kratos' adventure has a fancy new logo. It's all in the blue. It's all in blue and uses the same font that the previous teaser used. God of War Ragnarok will be the ninth game in the God of War series. Ninth? Damn. They've gone that many games? I yep. thought it was one, two, three, and then the PS4 version. One, two, three, the PS4 version, Ghost of Sparta, um, the other oh, one for the PSP. I forgot those. Yep. Hmm. Exclusive to people do. Part of the they're part of the lore. Yeah, exclusive to PlayStation Five. It was previously announced for a 2021 release, although there has not been an official updates to indicate that it's still happening, or it has been delayed. God of War Five or God of War PS Five game will once again be developed by the team at the Santa Monica studio led by the director, Corey Barlog. Fan-fucking-tastic. I cannot tell you how happy I am about this. 2018's God of War served as a soft reboot to the franchise, taking it from Greek mythology to using Norse mythology as an inspiration. While Kratos is still the playable character and is confirmed to be the same person, he now has a son named Atreus. The emotional journey released to the critical to critical acclaim and was widely lauded for its plot, which was previously considered a weak point of the action series. It has very it had various varied combat systems compared to previous back what the fuck am I reading? Hack and slash entries which made fights fair far more methodical in nature. Why the fuck can I not read today? God damn. Uh, we'll have more on God of War Ragnarok as Sony continues to release information on the highly anticipated PlayStation 5 game. Okay. Spoilers if you have not played this fucking game. <laughs> Lots of spoilers, actually. If you don't want to hear these spoilers, um, just stop listening to this episode altogether right now. Anyway. <laughs> so... Kratos is now in Norse mythology. He left he, he left after killing Zeus from Greece and went to the Netherlands apparently. Anyway, so he ends up marrying a woman, has a child, Atreus. The entire game he calls him boy. Boy, boy, boy. You learn about him and you learn about his wife as you go on. The whole point of the game is to take your kid to the top of the mountain to send her ashes off. And then a whole bunch of stuff happens. Along the way, you run into um, two gods who are Thor's children. You kill both of them. <laughs> that doesn't have much to do with the plot as much as they're just trying to get in your way and Kratos is like, no, fuck off. I'm going to beat the fuck out of both of you and kills both of them at separate times. But to be fair, they're trying to kill him, too. And Kratos has no idea why they're trying to kill him or why they're even after him in the first place. Um, at the end of the game, after you beat every everybody and you take the kid to the top of the mountain 
and you learn all the extra stuff. I'm not giving away. I'm not giving away the major plot. I'm just giving away like the side stuff at the very end. You go back to your house. If you go back to your house, you fall asleep and Thor attacks your house. (laughs) And that's where the game ends. The main story ends right there. Thor attacking you in your cottage where the game started, where you got attacked by Balder. So um, if you know anything about the Norse mythology, hopefully they follow it. But the world serpent had a big deal to play in this game with Kratos and um, fuck. I forgot the head's name. Me too. (laughs) Uh, Fuck. Anyway, you carry some guy's head around and he kind of helps you out the story. Anyway, so the world serpent has a big deal to do with this and Thor attacks you at the end. So if you know anything about Ragnarok, Thor killing the world serpent is a is the start of Ragnarok. Now, the world serpent remembers you from a different timeline because the world serpent travels time, apparently. So, um, yeah, it's it's fucking weird. So I'm really hoping that Thor, Odin and some of the other gods that were not in this one. In fact, I hope Freya is able to actually be a, another big part of this this one as she was kind of part of the other one. But yeah, it's um, the game's fucking good. And then after you beat the game, if you go to the new game plus and you go through the game again and you go through all the challenges, the side quests where you can collect all the Valkyrie helms to get the their Valkyrie armor. The game's fun. It's challenging. You can make it even more challenging. It's it's a fucking phenomenal game and probably in my top 10 right now as far as games go and it's not a new game like <laughs> like I, if you haven't played this i don't know what is wrong with you you can get it for pretty cheap i think it's like a 10 dollar game right now so check it out and maybe replay it before ragnarok shows up cuz man i this is exciting for me <laughs> this is so exciting cuz technically you have two weapons okay so you have an axe that the dwarves make for you and you have the chaos knives um, from the original game. So you have like the whip chain dagger things and you have this fucking awesome axe that you can throw and it'll come back to you. <laughs> so, oh man, I'm hype. I'm hype and there's no even there's not even a release date for this thing yet. What are your thoughts, Drew? <laughs> did you do you play the first one? I played God of War 1 uh, the original I played Ghost of Sparta on the PSP. Um, I own the uh, there. They had a huge compilation for the uh, the PS3. I ended up grabbing that, which has all of the games up to the current the the, the latest one for the PS3, and two download codes for uh, the two PSP ones. Um, I have the newest God of War on my shelf. I haven't played it yet. Um, I've seen some playthroughs of it. It looks really fucking cool, but yeah. that that's just my life now. I watch playthroughs. I barely play fucking video games anymore. There you go. <laughs> well, that's another option. Go watch a playthrough of the original <laughs> of, or not the original of this game. Oh man. There's like certain cool things. Like you have to go to Helheim for something and Helheim's like, you know, they're, they're hell basically. And you go to the end and you, <laughs> 
you get to the end and, and all of a sudden you see Zeus's face and you're like, wait, what the fuck? And you then have to explain to your kid that you killed your father. <laughs> Which, not your father, but you, yeah, I guess Zeus is Kratos' father? I don't know. They That's made weird. That really fucking nebulous. Yeah, anyway, so he has to he has to basically say he killed Zeus of the Greek gods um to whoever he's with and it's a very awkward conversation and a very like I don't want to tell you but I'm going to tell you and I fucking hate myself for it type of like atmosphere it's weird cuz you have this you literally have this kid following you around asking you questions and all you're like just like shut up and do this <laughs> or follow me or fucking move like <laughs> or come on boy <laughs> Oh man, that voice actor for Kratos is fucking. The axe is called Leviathan, right? Yes, the Leviathan axe. I kind of want a replica of it because, like, the Blades of Chaos were always kind of cool, but like that axe looks really fucking cool. I know. That's another thing, man. Oh, that axe! That axe is your only weapon for like eighty percent of the game. You like? I didn't even think you got the 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 other weapons, and then like you find out like you get to a point in the game where it's like Kratos basically feels like he has no option and has to go get them. Like he's had them the whole time. (laughs) Like he's just like, fuck, I need these. (laughs) It's crazy. It's crazy. I don't know. It's a really fun game. The side quests are fun. Um, the challenges are fun. The challenges can, you can make the challenges harder. It has different ways you can play, like just to just go through the story or, you know, normal where you get like the story and a challenge or fucking God mode bullshit where you're just going to fucking hate your life. If you're not good at games, if, if you're good at dark souls, you're going to want to play on the God mode, (laughs) but man, fuck. I still have not played Assassin's Creed Valhalla, by the way. But I do own it. What are you waiting for? Um, I don't know. (laughs) I'm not a big Assassin's Creed fan. I just picked it up mostly because it's Viking. (laughs) And it wasn't supposed to play like a normal Assassin's Creed. But yeah. So that's another announcement. <laughs> what else do you want to you want to what do we have left? We're going to hold that one for Lando for next time. I guess the steam handheld. I don't know anything about that. I heard like something briefly about it, but I think that's when like the stadia was still like a thing. Yeah, um, it, I guess the rumors have bubbled back up to the service about it. They've um, I, I don't know the details on it because it's just, again, all it's a lot of uh, YouTube speculation about that. But I'm going to assume that someone someone at Valve had to say something about it. If they made a handheld like PC style gaming console, I think that would be kind of cool. I mean, they've already done like the uh, what, what the fuck is that thing called? Like they have like a, th- a thing controller. you can attach to your TV. To streams, to stream Steam oh, games, yeah. stuff like that. So I mean, like this is the next logical step, especially if you like. Especially most people use Steam for indie titles and shit. 
And as long as th the the controls are programmable, it shouldn't be that hard to make a make a portable system for people to play on. Yeah. I don't know about pricing at that point because it's not like you're able to buy video games for it. You're buying everything off of the Steam the Steam market the store, itself. Yeah. The only thing I see a lot of those emulators. You know what I'm talking about, like those Switch emulators or whatever, where you, they put like fucking three hundred some games on it. But it's like a knockoff yeah, switch. Not, not a real switch. Yeah. I, I, I have a feeling Steam's gonna end up like that. I don't know. Well, I mean, if they do it, fine. I mean, Steam's riding high anyways, because Epic's still in the middle of their fucking shit show lawsuit against fucking Apple. So they like Steam's got all the breathing room they want to do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. <laughs> that I did we talk about it last time where they had to talk about the banana in court? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. It was such a fucking shit show. <laughs> it's a banana. <laughs> it sure is what that is, Kathy. Oh, my God. <laughs> fucking Epic, man. The only reason Epic is suing Apple is because Apple removed them from their store because they were selling V-Bucks at a cheaper price so people could buy them from directly from Epic as opposed to buying them through the Apple app. So Apple wasn't getting their cut of the V-Bucks. It's really weird because, like, Fortnite on the Switch, like, the, that's pretty seamless with the V-Bucks and using uh, eShop points. So I don't know what the fuck the problem is. It's the people are playing on the on Apple. That's it. <laughs> I don't know. All right. You want to get into the good stuff? Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. Um, am I even on the right site right now? Holy shit. They released more. I know. I know. I can't even keep up. Okay. All right. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So as many of you know, uh, we talked about the Mar Modern Horizon 2 spoilers last time, which was just the Fetchlands and I think uh, one other thing, right? Oh, Fetchlands and uh, Daycon. Yeah. Now there's like fucking 100 spoiled cards, I want to say. Probably not that many, but there's a lot of spoiled cards and a lot of fucking good ones. And um, man, this is exciting. I haven't even kept up with the D&D &D one. I don't even know if they're releasing anything for that one. Is all I know that D and D is the Vorpal Sword and the other card that they had. So, but nobody they cares. Released, no, they, there was a spoiler for uh, that was accidentally dropped by a D and D group for uh, a, gar a gargoyle. I think it was like basalt gargoyle or something, and it has uh, like something that has that has an ability that has something to do with dun with dungeoning. So uh, they haven't. I don't think anybody's elaborated on that ability yet so i guess we'll see once modern horizon spoiler season's over i'm sure we'll start hearing more about that yeah so um <laughs> uh, there's so many good cards okay first off the one that's been catching a lot of shit lately at least from what i'm hearing is braids because braids is banned in commander <laughs> yeah she is um <laughs> Braids is still legal in every other format. So people hold this is wasn't made for fucking commander. It was made for modern. <laughs> so 
Um, yeah, Braid is getting a reprint. Grayadrone? I don't know who that is. That's a new card. Trust me, there are a lot of new cards. I know. Protect. <laughs> okay, so it's a Planeswalker. Protection from permanence with corruption counters on them. Her plus yeah. one. Each opponent loses two life. You gain two life. Put a corruption counter on up to one other target creature or Planeswalker. Minus three. Gain control of target creature. Planeswalker until end of turn. Untap it to put a corruption counter on it. It gains haste until end of turn. Minus seven, gain control of each permanent with a corruption counter on it. Holy fuck. That's not even the colors I can use. <laughs> yeah, it's in Grixis colors. Yeah. Ooh, man. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the second Planeswalker they spoiled. Um, the, the fucking bevy of legendary creatures that have come out. Well, let's talk about um, damn. Uh, did I mention all the fucking squirrel support that they've put out? Dude, so there's not enough to build an actual deck out of it, but there's a shit ton of squirrel support. Um, Dam is a fun one. Destroy target creature. A creature destroyed in this way can't be regenerated. Or you can overload it. <laughs> is it overloaded? It's overloaded for white mana. No. Yep. Yep, yep. Wow. Nice. I need that card. <laughs> if you overload it, it destroys everything. <laughs> destroys all creatures. It's basically, if you overload it, it's Wrath of God. Yeah. Navirro's disc got reprinted. Yeah, Fractured Sanity. That's a new one. Uh, they put out a new series of uh, elemental incarnations that uh, you can uh, evoke by exiling a specific colored card to put them into play. They um, There's upheaval. They, they're relatively broken. The weirdest fucking controversy that's come out of this set is people bitching about the fact that upheaval is now legal and modern. Upheaval yeah. is one of the more powerful uh, bounce cards. Uh, it's four. It's also, four and two blue. Uh, yeah. Return all permanents to owner's hands. Also banned in, my, in um, commander. Yep, it's uh, it, it again. It, it's a sorcery, but people are weird about it. Anyway, so Yavamaya Cradle of Growth, legendary land. Same thing as the um, was it Yogmoth? Herborg, Tumor, Tumor, Yogmoth, except for for Forest. Yeah, it's for green instead. So now there's two colors that have that option. Uh, Greed's getting reprinted again at Uncommon. Imperial Recruiter's getting reprinted again. This will be the third reprint or second reprint of it. Still probably going to be expensive because it's at Mythic. Titania's getting a reprint. It needed it because that price was shooting up through the roof. Uh, people are calling this uh, Commander Legends 2 instead of Modern Horizons 2. Because there's I'm just so much good, good in this. In here, I'm well, still seeing good modern cards out of this, though. Yeah, Ignoble Hierarch. See, that one kind of pisses me off, and I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you why. All right. If, you were, if you're trying to make a mirror, like a mirrored version of Noble Hierarch, mm-hmm. And putting it in Jund colors, mm-hmm. sh- it shouldn't have Exalted. It should have Battle Cry. 
because it should do the opposite of what a, uh, what normal hierarch does, which gives exalted, which means when a one creature attacks, it gets it gets plus one plus one for uh, until end of turn. Battlecry says when this creature attacks, all other creatures get plus one plus zero. That would be that would be a flavor win. That's the second fail failed on flavor that they've done so far. The first one was fucking portable hole, not causing the <laughs> game to be a draw when you exile bag of holding. Yep. <laughs> uh, I like this Tormod's Crypt Keeper. Yeah, that's kind of funny. It's just for Tormod's flavor. Crypt. Just for flavor they, on that one. Uh, they they have a bunch of Enchantress support and reprints. Those are going to be fucking expensive, I'm sure. I guess uh, we should, Saint, should we go by... Can I sort this by color? Please tell me I can. Uh, of I'm course using, not. I'm using Mythic Spoiler because it's already pre preset by color. Oh. Uh, they were they they color shifted Yogmoth's will and gave it suspend. Gaia's will does the same fucking thing. Underworld oh, Underworld Cookbook or, with uh, Super Califragilistic Expialidocious. <laughs> as Morano, uh, car. Whatever. <laughs> sure, I butcher that too. But yeah, I know. Just call her Asmore. That's what everyone else calls her. The indestru- indestructible dual lands. Oh, the the um the artifact lands, which will yep. be legal in modern. The yep. original artifact lands from Mirrodin are actually not legal in modern. So you will actually get a set of legal artifact lands for modern. So congratulations! And to they modern. have getting and they have all of them in common. So yep. everybody should be getting a, their hands on these. The price on those should be like zero, <laughs> maybe 12 cents. Um, what else? Uh, Sweep the Skies, I think, is old. Torok um, is getting printed. Sylvan- Not only is Torok. Okay, anybody who knows the old game uh, or the old uh, Fallen Empire set, Torok's actually from that. Uh, Svet- I can't pronounce her fucking name, but Svenia. Uh, which is the merfolk god from uh, from Fallen Empires is also mm-hmm. getting a print. Yep. Um, who is this? Uh, Sylvan Anthem is pretty cool. Green creatures plus one plus one. So mono green. Mono green got a lot of good stuff. Um, abundant yeah. abundant harvest. Here's the card that I think messed me up. Zurin Orb. Zurin Orb is actually banned in like two or three formats. So that's the one that that threw me off because you can't play Zurin Orb in it's banned in Ice Age block. It's banned in Legacy, not Legacy, like Historic, I guess. And it's I think it was banned in Commander, if I'm not mistaken. Um, no, Zorn Orb is not banned in Commander. I have it in my Lord Windgrace deck. Yeah, it just seems a weird, like a weird reprint to me. It doesn't even look good. Like the art on it, fucking terrible. <laughs> so, so, so uh, um, yeah, I, I, some of these, some of these are a little weird. Um, one of the more okay, anybody who's like an old, uh, an old uh, uh, Vorthos, which are lore, which are lore monkeys, basically like myself, 
Um, the fact that they reprint, they put da- Dakin or uh, Dakin as a uh, planeswalker is actually true to the story. He was always a planeswalker. They made him a creature because they didn't have a planeswalker uh, template for him. So there were a lot of creatures like him. Uh, Sengir technically was a planeswalker. Grandmother Sengir was technically a planeswalker. But because they never fleshed out what a planeswalker actually was until the Urza block, uh, they mm-hmm. or, or until the uh, the Thran saga, they really didn't have a well, template to work with to create a planeswalker. Well, they also so, have um, what's his name? Um, I wanted to call him Garth. Yeah, it's the name Garth, Garth One Eye, and Garth One Eye became a planeswalker. But technically, he wasn't always he wasn't a planeswalker until the until the end of uh, uh, the arena storyline. Gotcha. Okay, I'm amazing too. I'm officially buying all the stupidly named cards, like so shiny, Chef's Kiss. Should it didn't say please? Like I'm buying those cards because they're fucking ridiculous divide, names. Divide by zero. Huh? Divide by zero. Divide by yeah, <laughs> fucking stupid ass names. I'm gonna buy all of them. Uh, Gist, the Hunger Tide is released. Chatterstorm. Um, oh, fun, fun fact about Grist, something that we can tell tell everyone. Um, yeah. Grist, even though it does not state that it can be your commander, can be your commander. Right, because it's when it's not in play, it's a 1-1 one, one, uh, creature. Yep. So, yeah. They're actually, supposedly, um, somebody from the rules committee came out and said that they were changing the rules so he could be. But I'm like, there's no rule change that needed to be made. You're a 1-1 creature. You're a creature. When you're not in play, you're allowed to be the commander. Nothing needed to be said. They just should have said yes. <laughs> Bottle Gnomes is getting reprinted, which I think is weird. Void Mirror th- threw everybody for a fucking loop. Um, They're reprinting uh, uh, Cursed Totem as well. I just saw that. That was a powerful card in CEDH. So Lucid Dreams. Lucid Dreams is a reprint too. I believe so. Yeah, no, I know it. So is so is Vindicate, oh, and I'm glad they're doing a reprint of Vindicate because I kind of want a copy for uh, one look, of my decks. Look at this fucking Rise and Shine, Late to Dinner. Come on, <laughs> fucking who's naming these fucking things? Sarah's emissary is getting printed in this too, which I think is cool. That's a newer card too, and they finally finished the old, uh, uh, the original Elder Dragon Legend cycle because there was one Elder Dragon Legend they never printed because it died before the end of the storyline that they were uh, adhering it to, and that would be Piru the Volatile. They, the, uh, she was actually part of the original Elder Dragons, and she has the same conditions as the original Elder Dragons do. She she costs three colors, two of each, so. Two colorless, two red, two white, two black. And her, during your upkeep, you have to pay one of each color to keep her alive. But when she dies, she deals seven damage to each non-legendary creature. I did see that. Yep. And um, uh, to to oppose Dakin, the, uh, the, the name that you were having trouble with is Giedron Dihada. And that is his eternal nemesis in that storyline. And he ends up joining forces with uh, the the character's name is Karth the Lion. Yes. Which 
which people who might hear that name, it might sound familiar because he eventually founded his own line. And uh, anybody who collected any of the uh, Commander Legend stuff, uh, Jared Carthalian would be the last of his lineage. Yep. Carthalian, Carthalian. That, that, that's not a coincidence. No. <laughs> yeah. There's so, so much. Definitely. There's so much good in this thing already. Seal of Cleansing. It's getting the reprint. Yeah, I'm definitely. That, that, that card was getting fucking expensive too. If not for, if not for the dual lands, like, not the dual lands, the fetch lands, and the dual lands for that matter, like, there's so much other good shit in this set, like so much other good shit. Yep. I'm trying to think, like, I don't think there's anything. Yeah, I, at people, this point, at this point, I feel like there's. This is a, go ahead. I've, at this point, I feel like they're just going to start reprinting stuff to death, so the price drops on a lot of shit. And they really, I, I don't know if they're going to release another. Uh, they're going to spoil another sword, but there's one sword that they released. There are only mm-hmm. two other swords left to complete the two color cycle of swords. Uh, sword of Hearth and Home is the white green one. They're still missing a gruel color and a uh, demir colored sword, and that will complete the cycle. And I am looking forward to that. Yep. Because then I can have, then I can take my, uh, uh, my uh, Sir Evelyn of Ashvale deck and have all of the uh, every single the dual col- dual colored swords in it because it's an equipment deck. I think that whatever I'm looking at now isn't the complete list. What are you? You said you're using Mythic. Yeah, I'm using Mythic spoiler. Yeah, whatever I have doesn't have some of the other stuff because there's some other stuff like the complete, complete bids, or something like that. Um, they reprinted Sterling Grove, which was getting kind of expensive. That's another Enchantress deck staple. Morari's Wake's getting yet another reprint. That's a fucking great card. Garth One Eye is what I refer to as oh, the middle up, finger, up, to the up. middle finger to the fucking. Uh, uh, reserve list. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, Garth One Eye, or, or or as I like to refer to him, yeah, we did get Black Lotus back into several formats. What the fuck are you gonna do about it? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is, you don't even have to own the card. It just says you do it. So now it, you have hundred percent reason to have a proxy of that card now. <laughs> well, they're never gonna make an actual accompanying token for any of the cards that he could create. Exactly. So you have choice but to either create a token of your own or buy a token from etsy so it doesn't matter yep yep glimpse of tomorrow i thought was pretty cool card uh there was a white card what was the white one it was like a a rhystic study but it was a creature uh that would be esper guardian i believe let's see esper sentinel yeah One white, one one. Whenever an opponent casts their first non-creature spell each turn, draw a card unless that player pays X, where X is Esper Sentinel's power. Right, with in white. <laughs> you play that in a Boros-style deck, it, it's going to fucking love tokens. So you're going to have people paying fucking five mana. <laughs> or be countered. <laughs> or you're drawing a card. That's basically it. You're basically guaranteed to draw a card until they kill your 
Fucking Esper Sentinel. Which isn't hard. I mean, it's a 1-1 until you start putting tokens on it. And once you start doing that, if it gets out of control, then they're fucked. Pretty much. Oh, man. The Counterspell, Lucid Dreams. Uh, so shiny, I thought, was the fucking dumbest card ever. But it does something so good. <laughs> you enchant a creature when the enchanted creature... Or when so shiny enters the battlefield, you control it. Um, if you control a token, tap enchanted creature, then scry two. So you create a token, scry two. That enchanted creature doesn't un- untap during its controller's untap stop. <laughs> it's like, ooh, does shiny. That, <laughs> does that mean you're getting fast and furious as well? Uh, probably. Where is it? It's uh, it's a red split card. Oh, all the split cards have stupid names, though. So you got it, then. Yeah. Like, what's the other one? Ditto. It's uh, it's it, it says it, that's in uh, Spanish, I believe. It's yeah. orig- its real name is uh, uh, said and done. Said and done. Yeah. Yeah. All the all those even back in the day when they started. Sp- Printing split cards. They were fucking dumb named. <laughs> All right. Apparently we're having technical difficulties tonight. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Anyway, you guys won't notice. Maybe. Hopefully not. But we had some technical difficulties. <laughs> anyway. Uh, the Modern Horizons 2 price is going to. It's about. What was it? 290. It's almost 300 a box, I want to say. Some places are charging 299. I think Magic Official on Amazon is charging 299. Um for which version? Cuz there's three versions of booster boxes. There's the just collectors, the, just the, the draft and the draft boosters. Just the draft boosters are at 299. That's fucking stupid. I know. I don't think the L, L like I don't think the place I'm pre-ordering mine from is charging that much, but if they charge two hundred, uh, it's uh, whatever at that point. Um, well, okay, so I didn't look into it, but how many packs are in the box? Oh shit, I didn't even know. Hold on, let me see. Yeah, like that's my major question because, like, when I was looking at w- when I first asked about pricing, and they started looking into it, pricing was set around a buck ninety nine for for uh, draft booster boxes. But if they're draft spiking bo- in the fucking roof already. Yeah, draft boxes are spiking because they're okay, so a regular draft box is sitting at over almost two fifty right now. Yeah, fuck that. And you only get come on, how many packs? It looks like a full thirty six. Okay, so anybody who didn't know, uh the original um, the the first Modern Horizons I think only gave you twenty five packs. Yeah, this one's thirty six, and Magic Official is selling them for two seventy five right now. Oh fuck no! I mean, okay, so my LGS is already complaining that they've cut their allocation in half already for their draft boxes, and 
I put my pre-order in, and I, when I was talking with them, they said it was going to be around 199. It might be, but remember, it's Magic. Remember, Magic's been doing some stupid shit. So, like, this is why having a fucking MSRP is the smart thing to fucking do. So that way, there's a fucking benchmark for people, so they don't feel like they're getting fucking hosed. Yeah. And well, that goes I mean, for every fucking product, especially with these goddamn uh, commander sets that they're releasing. Whenever they do their next commander color set, like they did with the green one, the collection, mm-hmm. like nobody's nobody's spending over a hundred fucking dollars for fucking twelve for like for eight cards. No one is. I don't care how fucking powerful they are. So they can't be doing that shit. And like the original Modern Horizons, okay, if they want to charge a little more, like. I'll like we'll ballpark it and say like 250 for it because it's not the same amount of packs as the original one was because the original one was only 25. Yeah. Then I would then I would be okay paying a little extra in that regard because it is more product and it, it's looking like you'll have the potential to get um fucking uh old border cards along with your regular cards just like they did with uh Time Spiral Remastered. So like there is value inherent in the thing, but as someone who has to make sure that they do trade-ins to be able to afford this shit, because I'm not spending real money on it, if I had to give like uh, give some of my heavily more heavily expensive cards away, my ass better be getting the fucking value, and it better not be costing me a testicle to get all of it. Mm-hmm. Well, the original Modern Horizons, I ended up just buying three packs. It was like three packs for like twenty four bucks. So it's like comes out to like what eight bucks a pack. And I just got the three packs from like Target and Walmart when they put them up there. So, I mean, if I have to do it that way, then I'd rather I'd rather get three packs for twenty four than a boost than a collector's booster for twenty five. Makes sense to me. So, but we'll see. Like we we still have to see how they're going to release them to those stores because big boxes are being fucking weird right now. And um, I don't know if I I guess if I have to spend over 200 for this box, like I might just do it anyway, but I better be getting doubles of some shit so I can get rid of something. Like if I get doubles of the fetch lands, I'm 100 percent getting rid of one. <laughs> if not trading it for one I'm missing or something, you know what I'm saying? Right. So. Well, especially because it's only the enemy fetch lands anyway, so. Yeah, well, I just like like I said, fetch lands are like good to have. Like, I would just rather have one of that. It's it doesn't make sense for me or you to collect more than a single version of anything, really, unless you're you're putting the decks together and keeping those decks together. But I have no problem diving into another deck to pull out a card that I need for another deck. You know what I mean? So, but I'm one of those people, like, once I focus on a deck, like, that's it. Like, I'm going to play that deck for a little bit, and then if I have to build another one, if I take it apart, I take it apart, and I'm playing the new one. So, and there's nothing saying I can't write the fucking list down and go back to it. (laughs) So. Right. I don't know. People like you that have, like, millions of fucking decks (laughs) all kitted out and shit, like, yeah, it's a different story. Like, I don't think I'll ever get there. I like I am too ADD to like, oh, I mean, fuck, I might fuck around and buy triples of everything because I can't fucking remember what I order anymore. You got to pay attention to that shit, dude, so you don't end up with duplication. 
The only thing I ended up a duplicate of is a dollar, like a sub dollar card right now. Suture Priest is like a dollar nine or some shit. <laughs> Everything else I've, I have. The other thing, too, is I need to figure out the my land base still. So I was going to focus on my lands, but then I was like, oh, I'm going to order a faith mender. I'm going to order this. I'm going to order this. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. What did I order? What did I not order? So it's fucked up because like I'll order stuff. I've pretty much ordered stuff every week and things come out of order and I still haven't come up with a system for like checking them off or, you know, <laughs> writing them down or keeping them in a place where I'm like, okay, I already ordered that. So yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, Archfiend dropped under 40. Damn. That's sitting at 38 right now. Elisaurus is cut in half right now. Mm. I just wanted the card so I could throw it in my in my uh, Lathral deck. No, I know. But it started at 150, remember? Now it's at like 75. Hmm. My uh, my uh, my objective is to finish out the uh, the remaining jumpstart legendaries. I only have one missing now. I already got Emil the Blessed on the way. I'm all I need now is Bruvac, and that's it. Nice. Yeah, it took me for fucking ever to finish that set, and because of the way they they said it was supposed to be a print on demand set, and that they were going to keep refreshing it, but like. Other than uh, other than Walmart, like targets don't have any replenishment on them, and they've kind of started phasing out uh, Commander uh, Commander Legend stuff. Which, once that's completely phased out, you're going to see all of those fucking prices start shooting it, shooting up into the ceiling. Yeah, I think LGSs are still selling boxes of Jumpstart because I see people opening up boxes of them now. Well, shit, dude. If that's the case. The one thing that I was kind of kicking myself on that I just wanted to get at least one pack of that I couldn't get while it was available because of the fucking COVID bullshit was uh, the mystery boosters. I just wanted to crack one pack just to just to see what the fuck it would have in it. What is it? I see them, um, but I don't know what they are. So they made a uh, a set that is it's a it's essentially a drafting set. They made a set that was. Uh, there's a format called Chaos Draft where you basically just take a handful of different packs and you draft them no matter what their uh, their their typing is, and it's a mixed bag. So what they did was they basically created that in a pack where there's huh. a shit ton of different uh, cards across Magic's history, and there are an insurmountable amount of different cards they have in here with different values, different printings, different versions, and fucking foils randomly tossed in there. No and shit. like it's some shit just ends up being really, really high value. Huh? But it's so random because the way that the prints are, they are each box that you would get has a completely different print, uh, print quantity versus every other print, uh, every other box you would open. They actively randomized it so that it, so that the packs would be random. Yeah, and I think those are going for twenty five a piece too right now. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm not going to waste my energy on that. 
Although it did lower the price of some singles in the process, which kind of frustrates me, but makes me happy at the same time because right. <laughs> uh, Send Triplets was getting too expensive, and because they were printed it there, and I think they were printed it another set, um, the price went down at least something much more manageable. I think it's like sub sub twenty bucks right now. Nice. I have the deck. I don't care. And as far as like kitted out, <laughs> uh, I will. I will contest to you that I only have a few kitted out quote unquote decks. The rest of my decks are budget. So yeah, I am I'm, I'm tweaking them little by little because I'm slowing down my building process. I only have like a yeah. few decks left on the back burner and, and a couple of them. I'm probably just going to break back down into pieces because I don't feel like going through the fucking effort. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I've been challenging myself lately in building uh, purely common uh commander decks to see if i could do it and they could be functional and, and casual i because there's so many uncommon legendaries that i can choose from and the and i can play them in two different formats because there's also a pauper edh format as well which yeah. only starts at only starts at 30 life and you die after 16 points of commander damage so and you can use any uncommon creature but i'm trying to make it so i can use them in both formats so i have an uncommon le legendary creature in mind Somebody on TikTok tried to start a, um, uh, it was like EDH, but every card had to be 25 cents or under. It was there. It's called Penny Dreadful and, uh, they are trying to make a Penny Dreadful EDH. The problem with that is, is that Penny Dreadful is a perpetually rotating format because right. if a card gets too popular and it becomes too expensive, it rotates, it rotates out, out of the format immediately. Yep. <laughs> That's what I would be worried about too. Just because people like, but if you if you're playing with common cards, I figure if everything's uncommon or common, the only thing that could shoot up over that would be an uncommon card. Everything else right. would, everything else would be. And I'd like to, and if, I want to give kudos to Wizards because like people are shitting on Strixhaven because they think it's the underpowered set. It's like, not. It is underpowered. It's it's underpowered, but the amount of utility that they packed into it. I've seen standard play with Strixhaven cards, and I don't see anybody fucking complaining about the lessons, no matter whether they're common, uncommon, or rare, or mythic. The, 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 those cards are effective utility cards, and they have created some really interesting stirrups in the meta. Yep. Dude, there's there's so much. Wither, Witherbloom is getting insane. That's why I said when I picked up Strixhaven, I said, if I played standard, I'm playing Witherbloom. And then I saw a couple Quandrix decks, and I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, this could be so dirty. So, so dirty. Because Standard still has like stuff like Cultivate and stuff like that in it, where you can ramp super quick and green. Tie in blue to that? Holy fuck, man. Quandrix is like, especially with the copying of spells and then adding, um, you know, tokens on stuff, like... Quandrix can get insane really quick, and then Witherbloom with just the pure life gain that it gets. It's just insane. Yes, sir. Yeah, Silver Quill, I think, isn't as good as people thought it was going to be. I it I thought it was going to be better, but it's not. Silver Quill, I think, is the one that... Silver Quill lags probably as much as Lorehold lags right now, and Lorehold's not even that terrible. So for an underpowered, standard, I haven't seen as much lower hold or silver quill. So I'll give you that one. Yeah. Um, Strixhaven is not what the powered down set that everybody was hoping it was going to be. It's a slower set, 
for sure. But it's got a lot of punch to it if played the right way. Yeah, I think once um, uh, I I think the the second power down set's going to be uh, um, Forgotten Realms. Yeah, but there's going to be enough flavor in it. I think that'll offset it. It's not going to be a heavy selling set, and you'll probably get most of the singles pretty cheap unless they're like massive staples in another format out of nowhere. Like you have that situation with like Sedgemore Witch. Sedgemore Witch is kind of powerful in the in the standard, but it's also powerful, I think, in modern. So that's spiking up. Uh, Skyclave Apparition out of uh, Zendikar is seeing play in a couple of different formats, so that one's relatively uh, expensive. Like there, there's always like one or two cards out of the sets that are uh, that end up being, you know, Swiss Army Knife right. in a couple of different sets. So there, there is there's value in it. But like I'm like I enjoy the flavor of uh, of Strixhaven and having read the the um, the collection of uh, fictions for it, I'm enjoying it much more. Yeah the the problem with Strixhaven is, is everybody overlooked the cards, which is fine because if you're playing standard and you find something in it, fucking pick it up right the fuck now. <laughs> but like, um everybody was so so stuck on the mystical archive that they didn't they didn't look at the actual set itself and there's good in that set there is a lot more than just like the dragons uh professor onyx there's there's cheap good cards that are useful that people are overlooking and by the time it starts to like rotate out and people are realizing it like when strixhaven is like the main focus of the rotation that's when people are going to be like oh shit we what (laughs) and finding everything i guarantee it until like some well there's no pros now so until like some major deck is sweeping like fnms and you know major tournaments people aren't going to realize it yeah so well like i said I know people are complaining that the standard meta is too powerful right now, but we're once uh, forgot once Forgotten Realms rotates in, I think a couple sets rotate out, so things will start to level off. I think uh, Eldraine falls off. Eldraine and, think, and Theros, I think, and no. then things will start to level off at that point. Is it Theros? Eldraine. I don't. I I think it's Eldraine and Theros. I think you're right. Yeah, because then it goes it goes Zendikar, then it goes Zendikar, Caldheim, Strixhaven. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, things will start to level off in there. There'll still be powerful cards because uh, Zendikar and Caldheim will still be in play, but they're not. They they've even if you look at the power level versus the previous two that we just talked about, mm-hmm. they're not even anywhere near where like Eldraine and uh, Theros are. No, a lot of the stuff that came from. Uh, that a lot of people are playing came from Eldraine and Theros. And some Zendikar Rising. So Zendikar Rising will be a big staple for a while. People will catch up. Kaldheim will finally kind of sit in somewhere. And then Strixhaven will find its place. I'm sure of it. So, But I still remember when Theros dropped the first time when Innistrad was there and it shook up the whole meta then because Theros was like strong, but still slow enough in the format 
that it killed off kind of in the whole Innistrad um, block. Who was it? It was Innistrad and what was the other set? Right um, after. It's uh, Innistrad, uh, Dark Ascension. Dark Ascension, yeah. Yeah. So it slowed down. Like, Theros definitely slowed the block down then. So there's there's something slowing down. We just don't know what it is yet. Kaldheim might have been the set, because I don't see a whole lot of heavy stuff from Kaldheim. Well, no, even most of the gods have kind of dropped in price unless they're the showcase versions. Yeah. So, And with Tibble's Trickery getting fucking banned, like, day one. <laughs> though, there, though there is one one god that's actually going up in price, and that would be Bergy, god of, of storytelling, because Bergy's getting a heavy, a heavy amount of use in Commander right now. Yeah. Uh. So he's just going to keep going up in price. He will. I don't think it'll, I don't think it'll be too tremendous, but yeah, my LGS had a couple, has a couple copies of him and I thought to grab, maybe grab an extra one just before things start to get too out of control. I already have mm-hmm. one cause I pulled one out of my Theros box, but like I ended up getting most of the power cards out of that set out of my, uh, my box and my, uh, um, my pre my uh, pre-release pack so oh that's the other thing i ordered i ordered 10 theros beyond uh swamps and islands <laughs> nice so i got those coming i'm gonna get the uh planes later it was only like i got 10 at like 50 cents a piece it's five bucks for 10 of them and it's it's you know the ones i'm talking about the full art fucking crazy looking just the symbol the mana symbol yep yeah i like those i needed i wanted to get 10 of all of them but i only picked up the two that i was thought i was using at the moment and i forgot to grab planes they affectionately refer to them as the pokemon energy lands whatever i still like them (laughs) i think they're gorgeous but it's kind of funny yeah yeah for sure all right what else we got i think that's it i think that's all we got yeah, I think we're just about done. Fantastic. We go through a lot of stuff really quick lately. Before we used to just ramble on. I think now we got a smooth rhythm going. So. Yo. Anyway, so. Yep. I guess. I mean, I haven't been doing it lately because I guess it's my fault. I've been putting it up on Facebook, but we'll go into the car of the week, and this car of the week is going to be damn. <laughs> from Modern Horizons 2 cuz the name is funny and the car is good. And and there's a proxy out there that has um Chris Tucker and Ice Cube from um Friday when they're sitting on the porch with they're like damn on it. So look for that proxy too <laughs> because it's just hilarious. <laughs> In fact, I might order that proxy <laughs> now that you got Alex Jones in. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Christ. Oh, my God. My goal is to get that signed by Alex Jones. You know, you have to do it. Good luck with that. <laughs> Did you get that from the MTG core guy? Um, I'm not going to specify who I got it from for legal purposes, but sure. Oh, yeah. Whatever. I got it from a I got it from a internet site that does proxying, so yes. 
Fantastic. For legal reasons. Can they really get mad about that? They're just tokens. Yeah. You're not reselling them as actual cards. And they, it's it's an intellectual property thing, and they've actually sent cease and desist, desist to uh, a few of the people that I know of. So things have had to be modified and changed on different websites so that there isn't a uh, a uh, a paper trail, so to speak, on the website. A lot uh. of them end up using Instagram to put their actual art up there. So if people want a specific one, they usually have like a little small like square of the actual art um, to be able to figure out which one that you wanted it, want. And gotcha. then you just pick which version you want. I ended up getting Alex Jones as a premium foil because like that's just <laughs> fucking what you do with that. <laughs> and then uh, I'm going to get a uh, I'm going to get one of the extra foil versions of uh, the original card that is that I based him off of. So that way, and I'm going to have in the sleeve, because I have a clear sleeve for it, yeah. I'm going to have uh, the etched version on the back and then Alex Jones on the front. So if people get pissed off because I'm using Alex Jones, like they, you know, people get triggered by it, flip I can it flip over. it over and be like, here, here's the original version. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. <laughs> I'm nothing if not accommodating oh, to people who, should be, people who should have thicker skin, so whatever. Yeah, fantastic. All right. Well... Thanks for tuning in again to another Angry Wargamer podcast. Find us on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I mean, well, Instagram and TikTok are not for the podcast, but you can still find me there. <laughs> and then Drew at Punk Toast and Lando at Ragnarok Night. You know, when Lando shows up. <laughs> anyway, remember, grab your merch. Grab your magic cards through our link and stay sexy and go fuck yourselves.